uh, as, we've, as I've shared, we've been systematically looking at the, uh, the book of Daniel. The last time we looked at the 10th to the 18th verse of the 6th chapter, uh, where we read, Now when Daniel learned that the decree had been published, he went home to his upstairs room where the windows opened uh, toward Jerusalem. Three times a day he got down on his knees and prayed, giving thanks to his God, just as he had done before. Um, we, we, we saw how other leaders had laid the trap for Daniel. They convinced the king to create a decree that for the next 30 days, I guess 31 days was a bit too long, but for 30 days, uh, uh, no one could pray to anyone or anything other than the king. So the king got played. And... Um, we can see that uh, Daniel, we can assume, let's not see, we, we can assume that Daniel has learned of the decree, uh, says here right in, this, uh, in the text, now when Daniel learned of the decree had been published, he went to his upstairs room where the windows opened toward Jerusalem. He learned the decree had been, had been, had been made, had been published, and he didn't hunker down, he didn't try and compromise, he didn't try and create a situation such that, uh, well, if I pray in my closet and not, but I can face Jerusalem and, and it'll be all good. You know, God will understand. No, this is my rhythm. Three times a day, windows open, facing Jerusalem, I'm praying. I didn't make any, I wasn't trying to hide behind it before, and I'm not gonna hide behind it now. That day, the day before, the week before, the month before, every time before that. He did what he did. He prayed. And what did he pray? He prayed a prayer of thanksgiving. It's right there in the text. Three times a day, he got down on his knees and prayed, giving thanks to his God, just as he had done before. Right there in plain sight. Read or watch or view last week's uh, uh, podcast. Uh, I don't want to repeat everything, but I do want to uh, repeat this aspect that that Daniel's righteous behavior resulted uh, from his righteous relationship with God. It becomes very easy. See, I know, I know. You, a lot of us, not you, whoever you are, but a lot of us have different personalities. We have a work personality, we have an at-home personality, we have a Sunday morning personality, we have a grocery store personality, we have a, a neighbor personality, we have different personalities, uh, and we will, dare I say act, we will, we will look a certain way in a certain situation. See, that's attempting to act or project a certain uh, uh, look. I, I, you know, I want to look religious. See, see Daniel wasn't look, trying to look religious. Daniel wasn't trying, well, let me put on a good show. It's like, particularly when your very life is at risk, that's one thing you won't do when your life is at risk is pretend to be something that you're not. But what he, what was seen and what the people were reacting to was a result 
of who he was. Uh, his rhythm was to give thanks, and that what, that's what he continued to do. Uh, verse 11, then these men went as a group and found Daniel praying and asking God for help. Just as dedicated as Daniel was at praying three times a day, you had these characters, I just see them, and, 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 the, and the, uh, 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 the, the text lets us know that they literally rushed as a group. These, these, these trolls just just rushing as a group. Oh, God, let's 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 go see what let's go see what uh, uh, Daniel's going to do now that uh, the decree is out. Let's 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 just see what he's going to do. And they found Daniel praying and asking God for help. The second part of his prayer, he had a prayer of thanksgiving, and now he's asking a, a prayer a prayer of supplication, a prayer, a prayer of wisdom. It's like, just, just God, give me wisdom. Just, just give, give me help. I, 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 I'm in a pickle. This is a situation right now. What, 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 I, I wish I was the, the, the spiritual fly on the wall to, to, to be in that space where Daniel is petitioning God, uh, giving thanks and asking for wisdom and what he heard back from, we can, we can, we can, we can assume, we can inject uh, 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 without going out too far on a theological limb, the response that Daniel received back by how he responded and uh, hearing back from God. I don't believe it was, it was, it was um, uh, uh, absolute silence. Um, so the, 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 the people, the, the, the perpetrators thought they were in a win-win situation. See, if Daniel stopped praying, they could assume that he was compromised, he was a phony, he was a fraud, um, and he could be incorporated into their fold. If not, the problem uh, with Daniel would be solved. If he was actually who he said or pretended or uh, presented himself to be, then the lions will take care of him. So it's win-win. We, we can't lose, so they thought. Uh, so Daniel has concluded his prayer of thanksgiving and is in on the second level of prayer, asking God uh, for his help. Verse 12, so they went to the king. All right. The plan is the plan is is getting ready to, to be uh, put in put in place. So they went to the king, spoke to him about his royal decree. Did you not publish a decree that during the next thirty days, anyone who prays to any god or human being except to you, your Majesty, would be thrown into the lion's den? The king answered, the decree stands in accordance with the law of the Medes and the Persians, which cannot be repealed. Then they said to the king, Daniel, who is one of the, who is one of the exiles from Judah, pays no attention to you, your majesty, or to the decree you put in writing. He still prays three times a day. When the king heard this, he was greatly distressed. He was determined to rescue Daniel and made every effort until sundown to save him. They trolled Daniel uh, so much so that they knew he prays three times a day, probably taking notes. And they throw in the lie, uh, just, just for added, added uh, benefit. Uh, and he pays no attention uh, uh, to you. It's, it's, it's a lie. Uh, it's clear now that the king knows he, he's been played. Uh, he's, he's boxed in. And it, for whatever reason, I guess if a decree is a decree, you know, it's, it's like you just can't go back. Uh, if he backs off now for Daniel, there might be all types of political repercussions. It, the, it would undercut, in his mind, it would undercut his authority uh, as king. The perpetrators know it. The king knows it. 
So the, king, the text here says that the king was determined to save him, uh, but the accusers were equally determined. Uh, the next verse, then the men went as a group to the king Darius and said to him, remember your majesty that according to the law of the Medes and Persians, no decree or edict that the king issues can be changed. So the king gave the order and they brought Daniel and threw him into the lion's den. The king said to Daniel, may your God whom you serve continually rescue you. Stone was brought, placed over the mouth of the den, and the king sealed it with his own signet ring and with the rings of his nobles, so that Daniel's situation might not be changed. And that, that, that preaches all by itself. Then the king returned to his palace and spent the night without eating and without any entertainment being brought to him. And he could not sleep. I don't know about you. I mean, there, there are many nights, many nights. Um, had a few recently um, that, that, that you just can't sleep. You just can't get good sleep, that, that your soul uh, is not at peace. There are just, just issues of life going on. So here's the king. No eating, no party. He couldn't sleep. No glossing over, pretending all is well. The king had favored Daniel. The king was going to elevate Daniel uh, above everyone. And it, you can, we can all assume it wasn't his desire to uh, uh, have him go into the lion's den. He didn't want things to end this way. Again, I want to invite you not to, to oh, well, we know, we know how the story ends. It's, it's, it's like, let's just walk together with the story. Again, if we didn't know the result, if we didn't know anything until we unpacked it together, uh, I believe our response would be substantially different uh, and less... Um, if you will, or less casual with the text. So verse 19, as we, we begin anew. At the first light of dawn, the king got up and hurried to the lion, uh, hurried to the lion's den. There had to be hope. There, there, there had again. We just read the king. I don't want to. I don't want to pretend. I don't want any party. I don't want any music. I, I don't want to play Xbox. I, I don't want to do anything. I, I, I just want to just kind of get in a fetal position and rock back and forth and just just be left alone. So at the crack of dawn, at the break of day, uh, the king gets up and he hurries to the lion's den. Uh, I'm thinking that maybe the words that he had echoed, to, uh, that he repeated to Daniel were echoing in his mind. May your God, whom you serve continually, rescue you. May your God, whom you serve continually, rescue you. <laughs> this is a pagan. This is, this is not a follower of Yahweh that has observed Daniel has observed his behavior. Obviously, the king didn't have a problem with Daniel's rhythm because he knows Daniel's rhythm. And he goes so far as to say to, to give uh, uh, words of encouragement as he tosses them to the lion's den, if you will. Uh, May your God, whom you serve, continually rescue you. If there was no hope, I'm sure he wouldn't be rushing off to the, to the lion's den at the first light of dawn. He wanted to see 
if the God that Daniel had placed it, his trust in had protected him. Uh, why do I think that? The king couldn't have thought uh, that. There's no way that the king would have thought. A reasonable person, let me just put it this way. I don't know what the king thought. A reasonable person would not think that, okay, 10 out of 10 times, when someone goes into the lion's den, only one animal comes out. It's the lion. Okay? The, you go in as a person and a lion, and what comes out is just the lion. Ten out of ten times. Uh, uh, but in this case, having seen Daniel's, his, 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 his piety, his relationship, his devotion, his love for this God he knew only through Daniel. He's like, hmm, uh, may your God whom you serve continually rescue you. Uh, he couldn't have thought, oh, well, well, you know, no, maybe Daniel put the lines in a half Nelson, or, or maybe he, he ran around all night, and he just ran faster than the lions. It's just like, no, that, that's, that's not reasonable. Okay, Pastor, you made your point. Well, here actually is my point. Other people are looking at you. Other people are looking at you. Pagans are looking at you. Professing Christians that may not be Christian are looking at you. And they're looking at how you are, particularly in this situation where you have pan, this conflation of pandemic, social unrest, uh, 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 job loss, uh, economic uh, issues. Just trust me, I know. There, there is a crushing amount of pressure that is being brought on society as a whole, and in particular the church. This is, this is, a, this is an opportunity. This, this time, 2020, it's, 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 it's not just, boy, I just want 2020 to be over. Uh, you might as well say, I don't want to be used by God. I, I, seriously, I, I mean that with everything that's within me. It's a, 2020 is, is a, a crushing situation. But as they like to say, uh, you don't get the juice until you squeeze the orange. You know, what's the point of the orange unless there's pressure applied to it and the juice comes forth? What am I saying? Uh, others are looking at you and they're seeing how you react to situations. If you, if you are as discouraged, uh, upset, worried, uh, Got issues? I mean, we all have issues, but you know what I mean. Where, where we, where we, there's, there's not a dime's worth of difference between our reaction and a pagan's reaction to whatever situation has gone, uh, has gone on. Um, particularly now. Particularly now. People are paying extra, extra, extra attention at what's going on to see uh, how you're going to react. What are you doing? Uh, you, you, you confess Christ. You, you, you say he's my everything when everything is fine. He's like, <laughs> I'm like Job's wife. He's like, well, who wouldn't worship God? Like, it's like, if, if whenever, or, or Job, like, who wouldn't worship God when everything is going well? Who's going to worship God when nothing is going well? Who's going to bow the knee when, when all hell, literally all hell breaks loose in your life? 
Um, they want to see if the things you confess when things are sunny are the same things that you confess when it's raining and there's a Category 5 hurricane going on. Maybe you've never had a, a Category 5 hurricane in your life. If you haven't, as my father would say, honey, just keep living. Just, 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 just keep living. You will experience a Category 5 hurricane in your life at some point. It's just the nature of life. And it's not a matter of, well, you know, I'm, I'm going to do everything prophylactically to try and avoid that. It's impossible. That, 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 won't, that won't happen. Rain falls on the just as well as the unjust. And it's not a lack of love or love that, that, that issues of life fall on us. It's our reaction that is a reflection of the relationship that we have that distinguishes us from everybody else. I'll talk more about that in a minute. So the king rushes to the den first thing in the morning, verse 20. When he came near the den, he called to Daniel. Look at this. In an anguished voice, Daniel, servant of the living God, has your God whom you serve continually been able to rescue you from the lions. This is, I, um, this is incredible. I just, I mean, you know me. I just, I get absolutely uh, geeked out when it comes to, 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 to text and nuance and things like this. Um, he was, Daniel was in relationship with God. Daniel knew it. And the king knew it. How did he know that? He keeps saying, whom you serve continually. This is, this is, this is not just, just not, not rhetorical uh, 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 addition. This is, this is like, no, I'm trying to make a point. The writer is trying to make a point. Repeating what the king is saying again and again. You're in relationship with God. Um, don't want to go out too far on a theological limb, but I'm going to go out on, a, on this theological limb. You notice what he keeps, uh, 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 what, what he says here. Daniel, servant of the living God. Daniel, servant of the living God. If you do a word study, both in the Old and the New Testament, you'll see... Uh, that, 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 that phraseology of, of uh, not only acknowledging God as God, but God as living God. Um, what's your point? Well, I guess my point is we will never enter. It, it doesn't make sense. We will, I would never enter into a relationship with something that's not alive. By definition, by definition, it's, I mean, I guess I could have a relationship with a bowl of ice cream, but that's a different kind of relationship. That's, that's, that's not a healthy relationship. But, but, but a relationship, by definition, requires that the thing or the person that you're entering into relationship is alive. And we will never know God in the fullest, to the fullest extent, unless we see him as living God. I was just like, Pastor, of course I see him as living God. I don't believe what you say. I believe what you do. 
I don't believe what you say, I believe what you do. Because too often we see and experience God as, as, as Fievel in that kid's cartoon, American Tale. He's somewhere out there. He's, he's this, this thing, this, 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 this uh, 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 idol or image or, or thought or, or something. But it's not, it's not, he's not... Uh, relatable, or I'm not in relationship with him. Um, if our God is not living, the best we can do is dust whatever God we have, dust it off the shelf uh, of our lives and look at it and speak to it and hope for the best. It's like, okay, this is God. This is not too far from what the, the, the cult, the Jews, did after uh, the living God spoke on uh, Sinai. Let's create a God. That living God scares me. Let's create a God. I know, it was a golden calf. This is a box of tissue. Not too far off. We have gods that we've created that aren't much better and probably in many ways worse than that. Um, just look at our lives. Um, when things happen, uh, who do we go to? What do we turn to? Um, with a living God, there's relational interaction. Uh, that's why the king is able to make the connection between living and serving and rescuing. There's an implied dynamic going on here. You're living God. You're serving this living God. There's this expectation that this living God will do something for you to, 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 to rescue you from this situation. So it shouldn't come, really, when you, when you break it down in this way, it shouldn't come as any surprise uh, that a living God gives a living answer. In verse 21, Daniel answered, May the king live forever. My God sent his angel, and he shut the mouths of the lions. They have not hurt me, because I was found innocent in his sight. Nor have I ever done any wrong before you, your majesty. This is incredible. I just, this, this whole thing is incredible. Um, just as an aside, as you walk through this text, Daniel is not confused and doesn't blur the lines between who God is and who the king was. Who God is and who the king was. Daniel responds that it was God. Not luck, not my zodiac sign, not being clever Daniel. Uh, God sent his messenger to prevent the lions from eating me. God sent his messenger, his angel, to prevent the lion from eating me. Uh, he didn't say the lions were lulled into a deep sleep and he slept on them. Uh, you know, he used the lions as pillows. You know, we hear some goofy stuff. I mean, just, just really goofy stuff. I can imagine, my, and if I use my spiritual imagination, the lions were probably just prowling around, pacing, growling, just, you look like dinner. I want to eat you. But their mouths were shut. And they couldn't eat him. They couldn't mess with him. And there was all types of growling and groaning. I, I, that's how I imagine. I know, you know, I, growing up, it's like, you know, Daniel used the lions for pillows. Uh, 
<laughs> I ain't that saved. That wouldn't be <laughs> God may shut the lines up. I ain't gonna put my head on that. It's like, okay, God, you shut his mouth, so I need a pillow right now. Let me fluff up his mane. It's like, no. No. I imagine that he the lion the lion or lions had uh, had had clenched teeth wanting to eat him but not being able. What are you saying, Pastor Meeks? I am saying that God he is able to deliver us from any situation, including lion's dens. But he may allow us to go in lion's dens and even experience the smell and the growl. And dare I say, there might even be a little bit of trepidation on my part. You're going to throw me in here? My expectation, honestly, it's like, I know my God can save me, but he may not. God, if you don't, let's, let's, let's let it be quick. You know, just one crunch and that, that'd be it. You know, I don't want an arm torn off and a leg torn I don't know. I'm just talking about me and what I'm talking about. All I'm saying, that God can and, and is able to shut the mouths of a supervisor or co-worker or whoever, but he may not. He may, he, 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 the, 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 the co-worker, the, the supervisor may growl and groan and it's like, but you can't eat me. God's not going to let you eat me in this situation. Uh, what does Daniel say? They have not hurt me because I am in relationship with the one uh, that created these animals and he knows that I'm innocent. God knows my situation. He knows that I am innocent. See, we spend a great deal of time trying to defend or stake out our position. Well, uh, I, I should have got the promotion, or uh, I'm right, you're wrong about this situation. Or whatever. It's just like, if we would just, instead of focusing and, and giving so much attention on the horizontal, I'm not saying create dysfunctional relationships with your boss, personally or otherwise. I'm saying if we spent half as much time as we do trying to fix that and fix this, we'd be so much further ahead. We don't do that. It just again because if we're. I know. I know. I'm not talking to you. I'm just talking about people that might think like you or think because it's like that vertical relationship. It seems so far away. It seems so different, distance. But if I see you right next to me, then I'm gonna deal with you. Now I get it. I get. Scripture tells us it's like don't 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 go off praying to God and you got a relationship issue with the person right right here. But if I have a relationship with God, then my, dare I say, my relationship here with my purse, with the person next to me, 99.9999% of the time, it's going to be fine. Because I'm in right relationship with God. Um, and he's the one uh, who will judge the living and the dead, as scripture lets us know. So look at the king's response in verse 23. I'm, 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 I'm drawing to a close, Diane Carter. Um, the king was overjoyed and gave orders to lift Daniel out of the den. And when Daniel was lifted from the den, look at this, no wound was found on him because he had trusted in his God. <laughs> I, I don't know. No wound was found on him not because the lions didn't bite them. That was a consequence of the action, of, of the primary action. The primary action was God saw Daniel. He saw him as a righteous man. He was in relationship with him and he chose at that time, no harm's going to come to you. No harm's going to come to you. Um, 
So again, my question to you is, uh, who do we trust? Who do we trust? Our currency says, in God we trust. You know, I know, and if the currency could think, it would know. That's not true. Uh, that is absolutely not, it may be a wonderful aspiration. Uh, it's kind of ironic, it's on money, but that's a wonderful aspiration. Uh, but in reality, lived out, our society has not and does not trust God. Um, and without taking uh, too great a metaphorical liberty, uh, trust lived is a verb. Trust lived is a verb. Trust as a noun is typically associated with something that's dead. You know, we, we call it a living trust, I guess, because uh, we're alive when we do it. But, but trust lived is something that, 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 that living people do. I trust in you. Uh, trust as a noun is associated typically with something that's dead. So, begs the question. In who or in whom do we place our trust? Is it a verb or is it a noun? Do we put trust in our jobs, in our 401s, in our bank accounts, in our spouses, our kids, our kids, our sororities, our fraternities? Do we trust in ourselves? Uh, I, you're better than I am. You could probably get up to 35 seconds. But like I said, 30 seconds is about my limit. 30 seconds is about my limit. Then after that, it's like I'm going to say the wrong thing. I'm going to think the wrong thing. I'm going to do the wrong thing. Without the Holy Spirit, I'm a mess. And before you pastor, you're a mess. Well, so are you, but I'm, I'm trying to be nice. And I'm, not, I'm, 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 I'm trying not to, I'm trying to show you, you through me. And trust, it's all about who we place our trust in. Daniel trusted in his God. And as a result, no wound was found on him. Verse 24, at the king's command, the men who had falsely accused Daniel were brought in and thrown into the lion's den, along with their wives and children, consequences of sin. And before they reached the floor of the den, the lions overpowered them and crushed all of their bones. Kind of shows you that uh, they were real lions. They were hungry, and they knew what they were supposed to do. Then King Darius wrote to all the nations, and peoples of every language in all the earth. May you prosper greatly. I just, those four words is just preach. May you prosper greatly. I issue a decree that in every part of my kingdom, people must fear and reverence the God of Daniel. For he is the living God and he endures forever. His kingdom will not be destroyed. His dominion will never end. He rescues and he saves. He performs signs and wonders in the heavens and on the earth. He has rescued Daniel from the power of the lions. So like Nebuchadnezzar, Darius, pagans have come to see and understand and know God because of the relationship God's servant had with him. Now it's contagion. 
It spread all over the land. Huh. I, I, I'm getting ready. I'm, uh, keep a couple of minutes. Door to door. We are called to be evangelistic. That's we are. We are. We're evangelists. But 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 I guess the point I want to make is evangelism is is best achieved by life lived. Evangelism is best achieved by life lived. People will be drawn to Christ because of you. Because of you. Um, I mean, it works with soap and 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 how many times have you? How many times have you been to a restaurant? And uh, John King, I hope you're watching. Uh, and you say, Pastor, this is, man, this is great. This is good food. We've got to go here. We need to go here. That's a personal. See, you've had a relationship. Here we go with food. You've had a relationship with that meal. And it is so good to you that you are compelled to share that with someone else. That's what it means to be a follower of the Lord Jesus Christ. Is that we have a relationship that is so good. I am compelled to share it with someone else. Look, that's why the scripture says, taste and see. You, I've shared before, I pray that on this side of eternity, you get to experience uh, my wife's peach cobbler. It just, I can describe it all I want. And you could hear it till you're nauseated. It's just, and you're probably nauseated now. He always talks about this peach cobbler. Just, I don't get to taste it. Well, take that up with Sister Meeks. But, but, but once you taste it, then you will know for yourself, oh, pastor was spot on about this peach cobbler. This peach cobbler was something else. It was so good. As a matter of fact, as, as, as the Queen of Sheba said to Solomon, the half haven't even been told. It's like, yeah, 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 I, 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 I heard you. But now I get to experience that uh, on a much different level. Um, others seeing our trust in him and our transformation as a result of that trust, that's what will draw people to Christ. They will say, wait a minute, I knew Mark before Christ, and now I see him, he's, uh-oh. He must be in a cult. I mean, something ain't right. You remain consistent in relationship and see. Then over the arc of time, people say, he really is changed. He really is different. Okay, all right, all right, okay. I know you can't tell. I, I'm closing. Uh, there was a, uh, uh, in my more slender days, my brother in, uh, in, in Denver, shout out to Tim and uh, Jenny. Um, he was on a diet, and he had dropped 50 pounds, at least. And I couldn't even, I don't even want to talk about anything else. I see the transformation. Tell me what you did. I want to know. I want to know what you did, and I'll do exactly that. And I did. Then I fell off the wagon. See, I wasn't in, see, that's all about relationship. That's, again, as we were sharing last week, that's the chicken pecking the piano keys and calling it music. It's not. And after a while, if it's just rote repetition, just, just mimic behavior, it's like, okay, all right, I'm done, I'm done. But if it becomes a part of who I am, then it becomes transformational. I'm closing. Uh, look how this whole situation concludes. Verse 28. 
It's the end of the sixth chapter. So Daniel prospered during the reign of Darius and the reign of Cyrus the Persian. Don't get caught up in uh, what's this Darius and, and, and Cyrus. It's, theologians largely agree, uh, some disagree, I'm not worried about it, that Darius and Cyrus are one and the same person. So as to read, you know, Darius, comma, Cyrus of Persia. The point is not, are there two people or is it one person? That's staring at the backside of the bark of a tree. No, no, the point is Daniel prospered. Daniel prospered. How did he prosper? Where did he prosper? He prospered in an adverse situation. As I shared before, kingdoms come, kingdoms go. Leaders come, leaders go. We will thrive and prosper as God sees fit and desires as long as I remain in relationship um, with him. I am so thankful uh, to those of you that, that uh, have, become of the, have become part of the City Church family since we've been in this uh, social distancing uh, situation, the whole uh, COVID situation. Uh, I'm going to miss a few, but that's all right. Uh, but you know who you are, uh, Diane's mother in Virginia, um, three hours different and you still continue to worship with you're in relationship with us. Um, Anna Wright's relatives in Texas, you're two hours away, and you're in relationship with us. And our very own uh, Kendra uh, Rivera Molina in Southern California, uh, you remain in relationship with us. See, relationship, uh, distance is a challenge, but it's not a, an impediment. We, 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 we put up impediments. We put up impediments and we could be in the same bed uh, with someone. We could be spouses. I'm telling you, some of the loneliest people I know are married folk, but that's a different message. Um, but also in Southern California is uh, Sister Meeks and my own daughter, um, uh, Rachel, as a matter of fact, is her name. Uh, she and her husband are in relationship with us even though we're separated by distance. Why are you bringing them up? I was just uh, encouraged by, uh, she doesn't know I'm saying this, and she'll probably say, Dad, why did you say that? Um, she, as many people do, gives regularly offering and tithe to the ministry. Uh, and she doesn't even have the benefit of being here physically. She understands what it means to be in relationship. And it's not even about the, 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 the offering and tithes. As she rightly recognized, uh, she said, well, Dad, you know, I know blessings don't come. Uh, you know, God is not, as you said, Dad, God's not a slot machine. You don't put in a quarter and then hope to get uh, hit the jackpot. Uh, but the tithe and the offering and the, 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 the blessings, they spring from a right understanding and a right relationship. I do the things I do, not out of slavish, religious, occult uh, 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 behavior, but I do it because I'm in relationship. Every morning, uh, I, I try and be consistent, I'm not always, but every morning, I, uh, uh, Mrs. Meeks, she always likes uh, oatmeal. Well, she doesn't particularly like oatmeal, she'll let you know, but it, she says, I eat for health. So she has oatmeal. I know she has oatmeal. I know she will have oatmeal every morning. Um, 
So what do I do? I set out the bowl, I set out the little box of raisins, and I set out the oatmeal. She could get her own box of oatmeal, box of raisins, and bowl, and she could do that. But I am in relationship with her, and it's those things that, that, that I pray, and gosh, I guess I've lost all my blessing potentially uh, from this act, it's that, that, that I, I, I do that to, to just as a reminder to myself and to her, but really to myself, I'm in relationship with her. And I know this is something that's important to her. And I'm going to help facilitate that. What are you saying? I'm saying it's the same thing with God. Do you cry about the things that God cries about? Are you concerned about the things God's concerned about? Oh, yes, I am. If I followed you, if I trolled you for 24 hours, would I know that? Would I know that? I'm done. I promise I'm done. Um, it was funny how... Uh, you know, this again, this whole COVID situation, uh, folks always say, yeah, they, they ask rhetorically, what's the most important thing in your, in your life? Uh, time with family, you know, good health, you know, blah, 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 all of these things. And, and we list those things. Uh, but prior to this, 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 this pandemic, what we spent our time doing really weren't the top five things that we say are important. We spend most of our time on our jobs, apart from our families. Oh, I have to. Do we have to? I mean, there are things we have to do, and those are things that we choose to do. So we, what am I saying? I'm saying, to borrow from Forrest Gump, you know, stupid is as stupid does. Uh, 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 righteousness is as righteousness does. And as we are in right relationship with God, righteous behavior will necessarily follow. And I don't have to be concerned about, well, did I say the right thing? Did I do the right thing? If I, if, if, if I am right with him, then nine times out of ten, I'm going to be right. Yep, that, um, my, my, my faith is going to be offense to some, but a lot of times... It's Mark that's an offense to people. It's got nothing to do with my faith. It's me. And if I would just line up, if I would just line up with him, then all of this will, will take care of itself. Everything else will be fine. Let's pray. Our Father, our God, again, I say thank you. Thank you for Jesus Christ, who continues to do all things well. Thank you for uh, the incredible word uh, that uh, we've been able to share uh, from this uh, sixth chapter of the book of Daniel. Uh, Father, just thank you. Father, now, it's, it's one thing to, 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 to present the word. It's another thing to hear the word. But it's an altogether other thing to be doers of the word. Father, uh, give us the wisdom to be doers and not just hearers of your word. Let it apply to our hearts, to our souls, uh, to our families, to those, everyone we, to everyone we come in contact with. Let us be righteous contagion to the world. Father, we so thank you and we love you. It's in the name of your son, our savior, the Christ, that we ask it all. Amen. I want to thank you all again for uh, worshiping with us. Uh, if I'm going to invite Rachel to come up and to uh, pray us out uh, as we close out our worship service. Um, I look forward to seeing each and every one of you this Friday. Amen.